Yo, you're here, we're here, which means welcome to Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, two guys with two microphones now, discuss movies, TV, music, and anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We have an email where you can send us some funny stories at gopressplay2 at gmail.com or send us a DM via Instagram at pressplayar. Let's go press play the number two at gmail.com and DM press play AR. On today's episode, we have several things to talk about over at Quick News. We'll review movies, the movie Knives Out, and tell you what we think about the trailers for Three Christ and V Wars. Our episode continues with the latest in DVDs and music, and we'll end it with Six Degrees of Separation and our fact of the week. But first, Quick News. So, well, our first pick up quick of quick what, news. What, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, our first uh, piece of quick news for the week. Wow, the Flash movie is finally going forward from DC starring Ezra Miller. Yeah. It took long enough. Yeah, I mean, I read that both DC and the WB has been positively behind this as well as, as Ezra Miller. Um, the reason why he got pushed back to starting filming in 2021 is because Ezra Miller is currently going to begin his filming with Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts Part 3. Uh, but it's they, the WB and DC wants to put out that it's not being pushed back for anything uh, bad or anything, you know, of creative differences. It's just... I guess as of now, it's just scheduling conflict. Yeah. But all well, three trios are are very positive and very hopeful for this movie. Yeah. Well, he's keeping it in the family. Uh, WB is uh, Fantastic Beast and this movie, The Flash. He's, you know, he was one of the highlights of the uh, of Batman v Superman, and probably the uh, the comic relief, I guess. And I'm looking forward to seeing a, a solo movie. Uh, I'm glad they're not recasting. Um, you know, I'm I'm down. Yeah, I'm I'm totally for it. Uh, give it time, and I'm sure they it'll come out good. That's 2021. It's planned for. Well, it's starting to film in 2021. Oh, okay. Uh, so probably end of 2021. Probably 2022 is when it'll probably be released. Oh, good lord. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, it is what it is. All right, so at least we'll have Wonder Woman next year, though. I can't wait. Looking, that one's gonna be good. Looking forward to that. Night was it nineteen eighty four? Yeah, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Interesting. I hope <laughs> it, it's not like the crap American Horror Story nineteen eighty four. I oh crossover. Oh, that'll be weird. She just lands in her invisible jet in that lake and just hey, what's going on? And kills people. But it'll be it'll be very. That was interesting. I like that crossover. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Yeah. To, uh, oh, I have down here the E.T. monstrosity at the Super Bowl. I saw that. Yeah, it was. How was that? I liked it. I, it well, wasn't the Super Bowl. It was Macy's Thanksgiving 
Day parade. They're all the same. There's football involved. There's, you know. Or was it Eat Super it Bowl? Was, I know. No, no. It was <laughs> it was know. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Come on. <laughs> but I like the concept. I like that they brought back the actor that played Elliot, and he had a family now, and E.T. returned. I just felt like it was all to sell whatever products they were selling, and I didn't really like the finished product. Um, they've been... They've been uh, Threatening to make an E.T. sequel for years. Um, and every time they talk about it, they're like, well, they're going to have to get Drew Barrymore back. They're going to have to get Drew Barrymore back. They have to get Drew Barrymore back. There's never any talk of the actor that played Elliot. And when they, if they ever do it, they probably will get Drew Barrymore back and, mm-hmm. and they'll mm-hmm. recast Elliot. This poor guy only gets the crappy Macy's Day commercial. <laughs> Who, by the way, he did a really good job acting in it. I, I agree. I liked it. I liked the commercial. It was really well done, I guess. Um, it was cute. I wasn't happy with it. I'm, I'm upset with Steven Spielberg for selling out, if I'm going to be honest. Aww. But I wasn't really into E.T. I've, I've said this before. I. Like It was scary. And uh, when the, uh, the government comes to take him away and do tests on him and then he's all white, it was sad and it was scary. And I, it wasn't one of my childhood films. I don't think I ever finished watching it. I didn't like or wasn't into E.T. because not I didn't find it scary I just found E.T. fucking gross when I was a child I thought he was like a big lump of caca hmm <laughs> I'm like I don't, I don't want to watch that did you see that meme where there's a Danish that's like his head a Danish it's like a Danish or a donut or a crawler no a crawler and it looks like E.T.'s head yeah oh, I'll no. show it to you sometime <laughs> but uh I do like the Universal ride. That's a classic. That's oh, the only. Yes. That's cute. The Super only cute. ride at Universal Studios that was open at the beginning is that it's still open today, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah. sucks they closed Jaws they have, down. Uh, Universal and Steven Spielberg do have a pretty tight contract on that. Yeah, I think Steven Spielberg like said that the contract's forever as long as he lives or something. So I'm down. I love it. it it's Don't like die, it's Steven like going Spielberg. to. Uh, like when you go to Disney World and seeing Small World, you have to go on E.T., the E.T. ride. And the yeah, smell the yeah. smell of it and the atmosphere of the line, it's awesome. Um, the next cat, or oops, the next news that we have is that it seems that they cast the lead role in Ryan Murphy's movie adaptation of the Broadway musical Prom. It's going to be played by Joe Ellen Pellman. Awesome. So yeah, this is a musical uh, about a... A young girl in high school who is banned from taking her girlfriend to prom with her. Um, I saw, I think I saw a song from it uh, last May, Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. Which, by the way, let's talk about Macy's yes, Thanksgiving Parades with the with the Broadway uh, scenes. And it's overdubbed and it's just painful to watch. Um, yeah, well... Okay. But I'm I'm really excited about about this. It's probably one of the quicker uh, Broadway adaptions to be or to be adapted into a film. Um, and you know, it kind of sucks living down here in Miami. Well, hey, so yeah, like I was saying, uh, one of the quickest adaptions to make it to the movie, which I mean, to to, to film, which. I find important because us people down here don't get the opportunity to see like brand new Broadway things until years later. Maybe if there's a touring thing and maybe if we win the touring uh, Broadway lottery, 
which kind of sucks. Um, you know, like freaking Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill Broadway thing is out today. That would be something I'd be there first day for. But yeah. I don't I don't get that opportunity. So maybe it'll tour in about five years or maybe there'll be a movie adaption. It's frustrating, but I'm really excited about this. And Ryan Murphy doing it. That's awesome. I have nothing but faith in that man. I remember now that you mentioned about last year's Macy's Thanksgiving Parade, the the Broadway performance now. And then yeah, I'm I'll I'm looking forward to this as well. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know much about the the Broadway. Uh, I think that's the first time I've seen it, and I guess I put it in the back burner. But yeah, I'm all for it, and anything but, that Ryan Murphy's in, yeah, is a plus for me too. Ryan Murphy is good. Well, he's he's good a good showrunner when it's in small doses. I guess if you if like a half a season of Glee was good, and then the rest was awful. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why, um, you know, generally American Horror Story is so good is is because all he has to do is 10 episodes. It's an anthology series. So a movie with Ryan Murphy, or uh, Ryan Murphy doing a movie, I'm sure, especially based on good material, which I understand is good material. I'm sure it'll be good. Yep. And it seems like talking, continuing with Ryan Murphy, uh, Pose might end after this third season. Uh, last thing we heard was they're not sure what to do. At the end, but they say that our they don't know when to end it, but they know it's it's coming soon. Um, with a series like this, you kind of understand why, because there's there's only so many places you can go. Um, I love all the characters, and I would hate to see it end. But again, you don't want it to get stale. Uh, there's so many series that I loved at the beginning, and the writers just didn't know what to do with. So it's better to end it early. Rather than again, Ryan Murphy, uh, he he doesn't do great when it's more than one season. He did great in season two. Well, I mean, I'm sure he wasn't the only showrunner. Brian Fulchuk, correct, was also the showrunner. And another guy who I can seem to the other dude. Yeah, I know. I know you're talking about the other dude. Um, so um, if that's what they choose to do, I'm okay with it. But if they also choose to do it another, you know, five years, I will also, I'm also okay with it. Sweet. What about right. you? Oh. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally cool with it with Pose. Um, I would be fine if they end it at the third season, wrap it up, uh, because it's like you said, it's, there's so much things that you can do and end it while it's high, you know, um, all those actors have flourished beautifully and, and the cast together works, uh, like in unison, synchronized and, and it's. It's a good show, and I would be I would be okay with it ending after this third season. I would hope that the cast, uh, especially the transgendered cast, have good careers ahead of them. But they have a lot of uh, I'm going to say roadblocks ahead of them because so it's going to be hard. It's it's hard to break through just as a regular actor. Excuse me, you know I don't mean that as regular un un unregular. Yeah, but you know I what understand. I mean. Yeah. Um, but you look at. At the kid from uh, from Glee, Chris Colfer, um, he kind of knew knew while he was shooting Glee that this was probably it was probably going to be really hard for him. And his agents probably knew as well, and he was trying to create he was trying to like start screenwriting just in case it didn't work out for him. 
So it's going to be tough, but I support them. I think uh, Angelica Ross was amazing. Oh, my God. The highlight That's of 1984. Uh, well, the only good thing about 1984. Yep. Man, 1984. It was a big mess. It was. But right. let's continue and not <laughs> dwell on. on that. Black Widow, it seems it's no longer a origin story, and it'll be set between Civil War and Infinity War. Well, from what I read, there will be flashbacks to her origin, but that's not going to be the main story. Oh, okay. I like that. I like yeah. that. So, so, okay. Civil... I'm trying to get the, the timeline. Civil War and Infinity War. Got it. So, that would be when she is an outcast. She was with, with uh, Captain America, right? Or was she on the other side? No. She was in Captain America's side. Okay. So, she would, she would have been sort of outcast. Where did she pick... Where did we pick up with her in Infinity War? Was she on her own? Or was she, like, sort of flirting with Hulk? Uh, she was rogue. She was rogue. All right. That, that'd, be, that'd be interesting to yeah. see. A rogue Black Widow movie. And it seems like there could be a probability that we might see some people in and out from the MCU. Maybe a possible alive Tony Stark, uh, Hawkeye. I don't think... You think... Uh, what's that guy's name? The guy that played Tony Stark. Robert... Downey Jr.? Do you think Robert Downey Jr. would ever come back? I think he's done, right? You never know. Yeah, we'll we'll have enough money in in front of someone's house. He can just show up like... Do a little cameo. Here's $15 million. Do do a a one-day cameo. Yay. He doesn't have to be in the Iron Man suit. And talking about the Iron Man suit, you can see as... From the beginning of this MCU saga to the end, he wore it less and less and less, and it became more and more CGI. Yeah. So he can just come in a tan top, that sticker of that glow in his chest, and bam, $50 million just to say, hello, Black Widow, or whatever he says. But I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, she... Um, We've been waiting for a Black Widow movie for so long, and after Infinity War, because, spoiler alert, Black Widow dies in it, I didn't think we're, they were ever going to get it, or we were ever going to get it. So, it's it's a, apparently a flashback with I me. think the movie, honestly, I hope it, do, it does well. Sorry to interrupt you, uh, but I think the movie is, uh, like, nine years too late. Agreed. Um, remember the Spider-Man, oh, Far From Home, we thought was going to be pre-Infinity War. Yes. Um, which it turned out not to be because uh, Spider-Man or, or Peter Parker came back in uh, Infinity War Part 2. Correct. So it's possible they're trying to make us think that it's in between here or maybe part of it is or maybe there's something in this movie that will show um, like given out to have her survive somehow. Or an alternate reality. I don't know. It sucks that they killed her off. It was. It made the. It. You know, we were talking about Scream Five and how they weren't taking chances, or the the Scream series, and they didn't take chances after Scream Two. You know, they did take chances in, in Infinity War and uh, what was the sequel's name? Endgame. Endgame, and they killed off person after person after person, which which made the stakes higher. So I'm glad they did it, but it sucks that it was Black Widow and before she got a a. a Solo movie. I agree. But the movie is nine years too late. So, And I agree with that as well. So the next thing we have is that a Star Wars script, uh, episode nine, is it? 
the last, the latest one, uh, went missing and it appeared on eBay for sale. Yep. And it, it came to be that it was John Boyega's script. Yeah, he apparently got drunk at a party and lost it. Really? That that was that was the story I read. You read now, something else? Yes, that's why I was looking at at the script and I heard or on, when he was on Jimmy Fallon uh that he lost it while he was moving and it was for some reason under his bed. The movie finished uh filming mm. and all that stuff. Uh apparently from what he said that the script was going for $85 on on eBay. Before the studio. Exactly. And now that's something I was going to ask for because the studio really should have the right to go in there and be like, hey, eBay, you know what? That's not okay to do. And they're lucky that it didn't get leaked. BCW Scream 2 did get leaked back to Scream. Everything goes back what? to Scream or the Cranberries with me. Scream 2. <laughs> I, Scream 2 did get leaked. I told you the alternate ending, the original ending, which was so much better that even how amazing the Scream 2 ending was, the alternate ending was freaking crazy. Yeah. Um, but it was never meant to see. And I have a weird theory that the studio might have maybe leaked it on purpose so they would have to change the ending because they, they killed a lot of people off that, you know, what can you do? All right, go ahead. What's next on the, oh, I like this quick news. Big Universal Monster movie news. Elizabeth Banks is set to direct and star in Universal Pictures' Invisible Woman. Elizabeth Banks is amazing, and uh, you know I, there there was an Invisible Mo- Woman movie. I read that it was more of like a comedy horror type thing back in the eighties, maybe maybe late seventies. Um, but she's an amazing director, uh, and I think she'll be an, a, a, amazing amazing in this. What do you think? I'm hoping that this movie succeed and doesn't fail because. She directed Charlie's Angel, and it didn't do so well in the box office. But Although it was, I it was critically acclaimed, so it's not necessarily her fault, you know. Like uh, it got really good reviews, so she's a she's still considered a good director. And this this deal went through after Charlie's Angels failed to do well at the box office, so it shouldn't affect her career. No matter what, we like Elizabeth Banks, and we'll go ahead and check this movie out. And we'll keep you posted on the Invisible Woman. Awesome! Yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited about that. Um, Universal Monsters, a okay. Yeah, two days ago was one of the best holidays for us. It's our favorite, and that was Thanksgiving. Woo woo! Yeah. Woo So we woke up. Gotta wake up. Gotta go in. It's time. Blah 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 blah. What is that? Is that? The Pooh Bear song? Uh, So, yeah, we woke up. We uh, turned on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, uh, which has become a tradition. Did we get... Did you make breakfast? Yes, I did. You I made, made a pretty badass breakfast. He did a, uh, um, a breakfast sandwich, egg, queso, bacon, uh, and then on the side there were two pancakes. Three. One regular, one chocolate chip, and one espresso. I already forgot. Yes. And it was the, it was, it was, oh my gosh. And we had Holy the dogs with us. And it's, yeah, that morning, that type of morning has become a Thanksgiving tradition to us. Uh, then we fasted. We tried not to snack. 
because my mom has decided to make Thanksgiving a little early. I did mention in my previous podcast that we did or my parents did downgrade after the the birdies flew out the nest. So she's like, just come early because we had Riz's family's Thanksgiving to go to. And what time did they say? Like three o'clock. Well, my dad said to be there um, anytime after 12, um, but they were actually going to eat at three. Um, so, you know, your mom said 12. So I'm like, we can eat there. And I had a ham in the oven, so that kind of restricted our time. That kind of sucked. Which is something I want to talk about. My listeners out there, do you put your ham in the oven and, like, go out and do your things? Because when you told me you did that, that freaked me the crap out. And you're, you're, you told me, we'll put the, ov- uh, the ham in the oven and we'll have Thanksgiving at your mom's house. And I, would, I told you, what? Like... Who does that? Like, I I vaguely remember as a kid that that we would have like the the um the turkey in the oven while we went to church. Wow. But the, I, I'm also remembering that I don't think Thanksgiving is a day holy day of obligation, so I don't think we'd be going to church. So that might have been Christmas, and we left the oven on with like quiche and junk like that. Hmm. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I I forgot to mention that to my mom, but I will. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll talk to her about it. Yeah. Uh, then, like I said, we went to my mom's house and I brought a bottle of wine. And and Riz, Riz made uh, a cobbler and pie, the, the maracaton. Was that? Close. Melocoton. Melocoton pie, uh, cobbler <laughs> for your mama. And the uh, I did a pumpkin there and a Kentucky Derby for your brother who uh, we didn't see on Thanksgiving unfortunately no cuz he is a late sleeper i think and he wasn't going to show up until about 2:30 but he did show up my mom said and good my mom had round 2 with him yeah we had to plan it better next year so we can all well i'm glad your mom had two rounds yeah yeah <laughs> but because we had two rounds <laughs> exactly my mom made uh, a little bit of a Hispanic Thanksgiving, she made rice, red beans, which were so good. Uh, it had, like, smoked ham in it and chunks of... Pumpkin. Calabaza. That's how no. you say Oh, oh. Pumpkin in Spanish. I thought calabaza was beer. No, past that's the calabaza. Cerveza. What's, the, what's past the calabaza? Past the pumpkin? Really? I think, uh, okay. All right, yeah, I mean, um, I, I do speak Spanish. <laughs> and then the the turkey was freaking amazing. She cut it, it up melted in she did, off the it bone. It was really good. She didn't do the turkey whole. She put it in a cast iron, like, in a pot, a big pot, and she made it like a fricassee style. Delicious. It was so good. And she also made a... A very regular, not regular, but still tasty tomato salad. Very tasty. Which was just vinegar and oil and salt. And that's and it. But there's it nothing so wrong with that. With I, lo- tomato I love juice. tomatoes mm, so much. Mm, mm. I love them. Then we went back home uh, to tend to the dogs because... And the ham. And the ham. The, the house you, had not burned down. Yeah. The, like I, you know, I said would happen. Thank God. Would not happen. Because... We had our animals there. <laughs> it would have been a very, very heavy, guilty conscience. Yeah. It's, it's all good. Nothing would have happened. Uh, we tend to the ham and the dogs, and then we hit your house. Yep. We got there at 
145. Almost two o'clock, yeah. Um, and we weren't the last ones there. My my brother, my oldest brother Joe, wasn't there with his or family. The first. The first. We usually are an on time couple. Well, yeah, but we they I already had told my mom that we were doing the other one first. Ah, so so okay. they they knew we weren't gonna be be there first. Okay. And the other, you know, my brother Matt and Nick uh carpooled together over, so you know, and Desi was also there. But my brother Joe and his family and then Ryan and Cammy weren't there yet. Um so we hung out, we ate chips. Uh, it was nice. It was, it was my, my family's first Thanksgiving in my parents' new apartment. Um, they moved from the family house, uh, earlier this year. Um, maybe, uh, like with all the, the body heat, it was a little hot. That was, that would have been my only complaint. I I agree. It it was spacious. You know, I, I would, I would, uh, suggest maybe move the couch that way and then, have this that way, you know. What, what did that you think? That way, and move it over here. Yeah, um, it was super cute. It was very cozy, to say the least. Um, so yeah, uh, Ryan showed up with his girlfriend, and she brought uh, um, uh, velvet, red velvet, red velvet, chocolate chip cookie dough cupcakes. Mofo. Shout out I, to I, Vanessa. I have competition in the dessert. Uh, in the family (laughs) (laughs) i think it was her mom that did it uh kudos to to her mom they were freaking awesome btw i did a another cobbler there it was a cherry cobbler another pumpkin uh the chocolate chip pie which you know the kids destroy always and a pecan which was my favorite. Yes. Uh, I may have made. overdone it with the bourbon. I don't know if I was supposed to I use mean, your hard Puerto Rican bourbon didn't or not. notice it. Yeah. Well, you know, you know how it is. Yeah, so, and then my brother, Joe, and his family showed up uh, with the mashed potatoes which were, and bread, which was very important. No, oh. no, no. I'm sorry. Cammy did the mashed potatoes. Uh, my brother showed up with the bread, <laughs> which is also very important. We need bread. And Cammy, like called saying that she was just leaving from Pompano and I'm like, oh crap. That's gonna be a long while. And it wasn't. I think she might have gone ninety down down the highway. Good for her. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but after that we just uh we said said Yeah, we, we said grace. We said grace and we just split up because Yeah, everyone had their little place of, of eating. Um I'm not sure where my mom ended up eating. Uh, every, well, everyone had their, had their spot and, and it was a buffet style thing. And I, uh, I got my plate and, and on the very end was the turkey and that it was like crowded and I'm like, I'll just come back for that. And I never went back for, it. I didn't have turkey on Thanksgiving. Oh, wait, except I had it at your mom. So no, I'm not going to hell for not yes, having turkey at thank Thanksgiving. God. It Cause that's, be that's, inside. that's one of the deadly sins, right? Yep. Okay. A Latina fa- Latino family saved your life. Sa- saved your soul, actually. Saved my, my Thanksgiving soul. Thank yeah. God. So your brother Matt made uh, the corn, casserole cornbread. Very Which tasty. was so effing 
good. Very creamy. And the and green bean casserole. I love the green bean casserole. That was Who did that? Amazing. Was that my mom? I think it was your mom. So that's always oh amazing. God. Cammie did the mashed potatoes. She did it from scratch, which really? is awesome. And actually, and on that, I think she said she went and bought the potatoes that day. She said she woke up at 11 and she's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's Cammie. Um, mashed potatoes were awesome. I had a little bit of everything. The only thing I didn't have, I'm sorry, Barbara, was uh, the sweet potato marshmallow thing. Really? You don't like sweet potato? I just totally forgot. It was so good. It was and that's always so so tasty and sweet. Um, yeah, it was awesome. She did an amazing job. But everything else was top notch. One Thanksgiving, uh, maybe five or six years ago. Uh, we were all hanging out at my parents' house outside and, you know, Barbara's hanging out and she's, uh, like talking to people and she's like, Oh, Rich, can you go in and put, put the marshmallows on my, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on my sweet potato casserole and stick it in the oven for me? I'm like, sure. So there's a gigantic bag of marshmallows and I put the entire bag on it, which I wasn't supposed to do. So a few minutes later, fire. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> it, it it burned and we didn't have any extra marshmallows. Luckily Win Dixie Win Dixie was over oh was over was open and I went and I got more marshmallows and she showed she's like, you don't have to put the entire bag, just a few. <laughs> just <laughs> I'm like, okay. Some. <laughs> so yeah. that was that was I really look forward to eating Thanksgiving at your house because it's food that I'm not used to eating or I seldom eat at all. Like the last time I had a green bean casserole was last Thanksgiving at your house. I remember uh, bringing leftovers um, to your Thanksgiving one year and your sister Kelly was there and she's like, oh my God, I've never had casserole. And I'm like, what? <laughs> You've never had casserole? Like not, not green bean casserole, just casserole in general. We don't know what that is. <laughs> But it's good. It's good. Uh, our, our Thanksgiving, as I mentioned, was it's very just Latin, just rice, beans, and meat, and a bomb ass salad, and and yeah, it was it was awesome. It was so tasty, and I think I got my my um, my meals worth this time. I ate my entire plate because sometimes, or generally, we had we had just got uh, we usually just go to my parents, and then we go to yours. And I can only like eat a couple of bites of the stuff, so I'm glad you know. Glad we went to your mom's first, uh, and it was oh my god, everything that day was amazing. The uh, desserts went pretty well. Oh, we did the ham. The ham was very tasty. I have a bag of ham. I'm gonna have ham sandwiches for the next week at work. Worth it. <laughs> the desserts were amazing. Uh, the winner was the chocolate chip pie because all the kids have to have a piece of the chocolate chip pie. Yeah. Um, the Of course, my new competition, the cupcakes, almost all went. Mm-hmm. Whatever. They, they flew. I, I may have brought two home and already <laughs> ate one. but Gotta keep an eye on mine then. <laughs> man. Uh, you better keep an eye on yours. That's gonna, if, if it's not gone by tomorrow, be careful. And there uh, were some funny, uh, oh. some funny incidents at your parents' house. We, there was another fire. There was a fire and it smoked twice. Um, your dad <clears throat> forgot to turn on the oven for the... What was it? The yeah, sweet potato? They, they thought the oven was on for like 45 minutes and it wasn't. But on the bright side, it gave us time to t- 
digest what we had at my mom's house. That's true. And if I think if it wasn't for that, you um, wouldn't have eaten as much. Maybe, yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, and I was surprised the pumpkin didn't go that well. Usually, pumpkin, you know, pumpkin pie. It's Thanksgiving. You made that pumpkin pie so good. It came out after good this you, year. After it was done and out of the oven, and I sliced it. The it texture and I know. It, it was just so so pretty. That was like the best. It, it, I'm 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 getting the hang of the pumpkin pie. Uh, um, and the cherry cobbler went well as well. Um. And the pe- pecan needed more bourbon, according to you. So the Very next much. day... <laughs> <laughs> all in all, it was a good Thanksgiving on fun. both family, and we had... We had a game, too. The game was so much fun. I forget the name of the game. Des- uh, Desi betra- brought this... I know it. Okay. Be- betrayal at the ha- the Haunted House on the Hill or something like that. Yeah, it was cool. Um... It was, it's, what do you, what do you call those role-playing games? Uh, dun- uh, it was like a Dungeon and Dragon a type D&D thing. R- RPG game. Where we're all in this house, and one of us may or may not be a traitor, and I yeah, ended up get, being the traitor. Yeah, that, the player gets possessed, and or something like that, and then we must uh, find, Fig- find that person him. and try to kill them. And then throughout the, the game, we explore the haunted house. And we find things like weapons or yeah. potions or things that might might save us or help us when we confront the traitor. So, yeah. So, I become the traitor and Desi's like, oh, you have to go outside. Well, we have a... a uh, uh, it was a whole production. Yeah. Uh, we have to, like, figure out how we're going to deal with this. I'm like, okay. So, I had to, like, go with the villain book, I guess, and read it and... My mom followed me outside, and she started talking talking to me about random stuff. And she's, like, going on and on. I'm like, Mom, 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 Mom. I have to murder people. <laughs> this is important. I, I know. I know. I have to murder people. So um, it didn't go well for me because uh, we had a scenario of the game that we, we couldn't figure it out. There's I, something on Reddit. Even Reddit's like the, this, this, this one that we chose, it was like scenario 41 or something. Uh, just sucks. I think it was like survival or something like that. It was something that was not explained in the book or in the website of this game. Nowhere. It was like not a survival. loophole. It was, uh, um, Sneak attack. No, nobody could find what sneak attack meant, and I figured that it was just me waiting in one of the rooms for someone to come in. But once everyone knew where I was, I was dead. Because you I all had, attacked me. I had an item that discovered you, so I rolled the dice, and it came out to be uh, a question: was whether or not you were in a room. Mm-hmm. And after you declared it. I attacked first because the players can just randomly attack. I wasn't happy with the scenario, so I didn't murder anyone. Unfortunately, we all survived. I was a professor, by the except way. That for was me. My character. I did not survive. <laughs> I went evil, and I didn't get to kill a single person. I no blood on my hands, blood on your hands. Well, um, you murders, you murdered a little kid. Yeah, well, you tried to kill us. I. Did no such thing. I sat in a room as a ghost and waited <laughs> the whole time. So. Wow, you are turning this table completely <laughs> around. So, so it was a fun game. Uh, I, I, uh, the only other thing about the night, I got to expand. Uh, Claire's mind was blown. I got to expand a, a marshmallow <laughs> for her in the microwave, which apparently she'd never seen before. Wow, she has a, a sheltered l- existence. A lot. Apparently. A lot. 
<laughs> a lot. But that was fun. Uh, and then the next day... We woke up and so early in the morning, oh my god, at 11.30 in the morning mm-hmm. to go Black Friday shopping. Another amazing breakfast, I'm just saying. Uh, we had another <laughs> <laughs> amazing breakfast uh, the night before I stayed up. A little past my bedtime uh, to play Destiny. I am playing Destiny 2, guys. If you want to teach me how to play, because I have no idea what I'm doing, uh, add me on Asteroid M on PlayStation Network, and please show me how to play this game, because I really like it. What's your uh, your handle? Asteroid M. Oh, I thought Asteroid M was like the the place where you add people. Oh, no, no, no. Add me on. Okay, add me. Okay, add Asteroid M on Destiny. BTW, there's no E on my Asteroid. Uh, So it's Asteroid without the E, M. So it's Asteroid M. Anyways, um, yeah, I stayed up till about 3.30 in the morning playing this game with my friend Robert. Our friend Robert. um, And then I woke up super late. And to the smell of some delicious <laughs> eggs, cheese, and Thanksgiving ham. So good, babe. I made a, a ham and cheese omelet. It was really tasty. Thank and it you. really woke me up. Thank you. And I brought you coffee. And then we set our plan out. We were going shopping for the day. We uh, started off at Target. And we got some DVDs. I think we got about... $35 worth of DVDs, which were about... Together? Yeah, together. Yeah, and there we got five together. I got three and you got two. So yeah. that, that's... That's a great deal. Normally yeah, a Blu-ray $7. is about $24.99. I know, it's ridiculous. So, and I, I wanted to get Aladdin, but it wasn't on sale. What the fuck? No, Asshole it wasn't. Disney. I mean, Best Buy, Best Buy had it for $16.99 compared to $24.99. I'm like, still no. Yeah, we did get us... It, the first one, Alita Battle Angel, Dark Phoenix. And the second Fantastic Beast movie. And the second Fantastic Beast movie. We also upgraded our podcast equipment. As you said at the top of the show, we finally have two mics instead of one. We've been sharing one mic since the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, so if we sound different, uh, that's why. Yeah, and we have a laptop as well. To help uh, us with the recording and editing, because we were recording off of a cell phone before. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Black Friday was awesome. After that, we went to... Where did we go after Target? Uh, we went to the mall to have, to have uh, Shy Guy. Guy, guy Chicken Guy. We love them so much. Guy Fieri, we love you. We love your Chicken Guy. Chicken Guy, you're... Mm. The best. Let me tell you something. I would not recommend going to the mall on Black Friday at any time during the day because that place was ridiculous. We we can go to Target. It was good. Target was super good, yeah. and they still had some doorbuster sales. Some yeah. really good de- uh, I mean, TV. I like. I considered a second for a second to get like a fifty-six inch TV, but I'm like, wait, 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 stop it, Richard, stop it, stop it. What do you? What, what's that your was issue? Like a millisecond. I know, like, because it was such a good deal. So we went to Aventura, and we went straight to Guy Fieri. Um, Guy Fieri's Chicken Restaurant, and I had the, uh, I tried the macaroni and cheese with chicken tenders. Uh, it was very tasty. And uh, I had the chicken tenders with fried pickles. 
And it was just so good. I think that's going to be our new stop every time we go to the mall. And we went to the mall now for Black Friday just to get coffee. Yeah, uh, the Nespresso place. And it was so funny. There was a guy in front of us because Nespresso is so wonderful. They, you know, they offer you a free cup of coffee. Yes. You know, while you wait. So this guy in front of us got the coffee. And he's like, oh, no, a larger one. And she went for a larger cup. And we watched him after after he got it just walk right out. He got his free cup of coffee and left. He didn't buy a thing. He didn't buy a thing, not at all. That was, that was that was hilarious. Funny. And he was so uh, charismatic with people. He kept turning around and talking to us. And yeah, and I'm like, uh, no, I don't want a daddy. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but we got Odacio. We got some Bianco Forte. Uh, we got the two, was it Norwegian? The, Nordic. Nordic. The Nordic Vanilla ones. princess cake. Yeah. And uh, it's a cinnamon, an espresso. It's and a, a cinnamon thing. And the cinnamon thing. Oh, Correct. The, the princess cake's so tasty. It has like a twinge of raspberry in it. I love it. If you're not an espresso fan, um, come over to our house and we'll give you a try. I'll give you a sample because we are obsessed. Very with much. With Nespresso. That was a little bit of an espresso in my Very burp. much so. After uh, the mall, we went to Best Buy. Didn't see a lot of things that stuck out for me. I was about to buy Kingdom Heart 3, but then I quickly decided not to because I would rather go back and play 1 and 2 to just, you know, remember everything uh, before I play Kingdom Hearts 3. I uh, almost bought a few things. Actually, it was cheaper at Best Buy, like by a dollar. So I actually could have bought it back to the other Target to save a dollar, but it's a dollar. Come on. Um, and I almost bought a few things as well. Uh, I almost got a lot in there. It was 17 and I'm like, you know what? I'll wait. Still too Di- rich well, for my blood. Disney, that's the thing. Disney almost never, you know, takes the price down on stuff like that. Which kind of sucks. Um, all in all, it was a good Black Friday for us. I think we didn't overdo it, and we just got the what we what we really planned all year, and what we've mentioned in the podcast before, which was the DVDs. Which, uh, talking about it, wasn't a lot of selections this year as previous years. Yeah, um, but the three or th- at least three of the ones that I had been saying I wanted to get were there, and I got them. Uh, what was the one that I wanted that that wasn't there? You got uh, Dark Phoenix for nine fifty. Because we, we were waiting for that. That was a great deal for nine fifty. Yeah, so, and Alita for seven dollars. I want to say. And I think I got it for five. Blu-ray, it was a great deal. It yeah. was really good. So yay Thanksgiving! Thanks. I mean yay Thanksgiving. Yay, Black Friday. And now, we're going to review some trailers. Right after this break. Cool. We're back. So, the first trailer we're going to talk about is Three Christ. It's a a movie that was made back in 2017, but it seems like it got picked up by a studio recently, and it's going to be released January 3rd, 2020, starring... Peter Dinklage, Bradley Whitford, Richard Gere, Walter Goggins, and Charlotte Hope. It's directed by John Avitt, or at, I'm sorry, it's directed by John Avnet. He's a producer for Black Swan, Risky Business, and Fried Green Tomatoes. The synopsis is that uh, three schizophrenic patients believe that they are the same Jesus Christ, and it's up to Richard Gere character uh, to... 
to just give them hope and to study them and and to see if they can they can be cured. Uh, this is based on a a true story. Watching the trailer, Riz, what did you think about? Uh, well, first, I'd like to add that uh, uh, Juliana Margulies is also in it. Uh, I think she plays uh, Richard Gere's <clears throat> Richard Gere's wife. Oh, okay. Um, cool. I did not see that. I wrote this out, and I didn't see see that on IMDb. So I, I like her. I'm, I'm a big ER fan. Uh, raise the roof to ER. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it wasn't, the trailer wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting more of like a, a slapstick comedy. I didn't realize this was going to be, or this was based on a true story, a, that it was going to be so dramatic. So, uh, kind of not depressing, but, uh, what, what's the Jesus Christ syndrome? There's like a, is it Christ syndrome? Yes. I, I know what you're talking about. When I was younger, there was a guy that came to our house screaming that he was Jesus Christ. I must've been like 11 or 12. And he kept on saying, Oh, let me in. I'm Christ. I have a message for, for you, uh, specifically talking to my, to my mom. So he looked her up in the phone book probably. Uh, maybe um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm assuming he wasn't let in. No, and the funny thing is, we were one of the only neighborhood, or I'm sorry, we were the only houses in the neighborhood that had a gate. So it was just so weird that he would pick a gated house and not one that's not gated. Uh, the Jesus Christ uh, syndrome is called uh, the Messiah complex. The Messiah complex. I remember. It's a state of mind in which an individual holds a belief that he or she is destined to become a savior. The term can also refer to a state of mind in which an individual believes that he or she is responsible for saving or assisting others. So three people have that syndrome and it is up to Richard Gere. I like it. I agree with you. I thought it was a... Oh, little holes. It's probably probably an air pocket. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I remember the episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, that did that. They went to uh, uh, is it Jerusalem or what? The Holy Land. Um, and they like everyone had it. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, I thought that it was going to be more of a slapstick comedy, but I like it even more that it's not. I like yeah. I. I if, Seems like there's going to be great writing in it uh, and great acting, both by Peter Dinklage and Bradley Whitford. Uh, and Walter Goggins kind of was doing really well. He was more of a uh, of a commanding presence than the other two. I like it. I'm I'm up for seeing it in the theaters. Yeah. Um, me too. I guess Juliana Margulies pushed it over, so I'm I'm down. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the second trailer we watched, you actually thought that this was a movie when you yes, told I me did. to, to put it on the list. It was, uh, the Netflix series V Wars, or it is the Netflix series V Wars, which premieres, uh, December 5th. It stars Ian Sommerhalder, Adrian Holmes, uh, Jackie Lay, Peter Outerbridge, and Kyle Brett, Brettkoff, Brett, Brettoff, excuse me. Uh, the... Synopsis is Dr. Swan, played by Ian Sommerhalder, enters a world of horror when a virus is released from melting glaciers due to climate change. 
So I'm not sure if because I saw the we saw the trailer and it said that it was man made. The well, man the disease to make it look like vampiric features I, or whatever, right? Maybe man, uh, obviously. Uh, how do I explain it? Man, man created climate change from pollution. Okay. So maybe it's man's fault. Or maybe I just read an incorrect synopsis. It's all right. But it's, uh, I think the V stands for vampire. I want to say, yes. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, Summerholder and his friend, I want to say it's Adrian Holmes. Uh, they play friends on, on the show. Uh, and it seems like one of them, not Ian, uh, gets this disease that turns them into vampires. You have, they have the same, it's not, it doesn't seem like they're going through the route where it has that origin vampire story, like True Blood had it, or like, uh, what was the other show, or Twilight had it, that it was like a lore of vampirism. I did notice a little bit of, um... A little nods, I guess, to True Blood because there were, uh, I think there was a news report where they're like, we're 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 just we're just yes. trying to survive. Yes. Like, so it'll be like sort of vampires living side by side with humans, but then a weird like I guess some of them are evil. I don't know, but uh, vampire vampire uh, diary fans, of course, will recognize Ian Somerhalder. I guess it's the second uh, vampire vampire lore show, and you know the guy I guess has uh, has the secret to to aging because he does not change. Since, no, he since doesn't. Lost since. Uh, so there's <clears throat> going to be seems like some some issues between him and his BFF, and the vampires now are like, hey, we're the next stage, and a a. Vampire human civil war looks like it's about to break out. Very, very typical vampire uh, plot synopsis thing. If you're into vampires or if you're into Vampire Diary, True Blood, I think this is really up your alley. Um, is this up your alley? Uh, I, I'm i not sure. What, what's not buying me is the whole cliche of like my best friend turned into a vampire. I don't know what. Excuse me. I don't know what to do. Should I be the good guy? Should I be the bad guy? Um, I'm very indifferent. Yeah, it's a no for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next thing we're going to go ahead and review is the Knives Out movie. Yay! You want to take a lead with that? Absolutely. So, uh, Knives Out stars Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Chris Christopher Plummer. Anna Diarmas, uh, shout out to my TT Anna, <laughs> uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Lakeith Stanfield, Catherine Langford, and Jaden Martell. That's a huge cast. Amazing cast. It was directed by Rain Johnson, who directed Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and Looper. It's about a detective who travels to a lush estate to interview the quirky relatives of a patriarch who died during the eighty his eighty fifth celebration. I had a uh, um oh autocorrect autocorrect. It changed it from patriarch to Patrick. So 
It was a Tuesday, and my brother Matt was in town, and they're like, let's go to the movies tonight. Um, let's have a family movie out. And uh, we didn't make dinner, but we met Matt and Claire at the movies to see Knives Out. And we kind of got there a little late, but I, there must have been like 20 minutes of, of previews. I don't think we missed much. I, yeah. I can't imagine what happened before. I think it's just the guy just died. Opening credits, I guess. Yeah. Um, the movie budget was $40 million and it's box office weekend. I think this has to be updated, but it says $25.6 million. I think it probably did a little bit better than that. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, they hit us up. Uh, your brother, who was in town for Thanksgiving, uh, said, hey, let's let's go watch this movie. And due to Miami traffic, you're right, we got there a little late. Uh, we started at, or we got there when when Daniel Craig's character, who's the detective, uh, Mr. Blanc, uh, started interrogating the family, starting off with Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Uh, hold that thought. Why do people sit on other people's movie chairs when it's assigned seating? I don't get that. Because that's what happened to us. Yeah. If you buy a ticket that's assigned seating, why are you that person to not sit in your seat or sit in someone else's seat knowing that it's assigned seating? And you're probably going to feel get embarrassed because you got to get up eventually and, and move. Yeah, you and I got in there first and I saw them and I'm like, I can't rate now I, I just and you know my brother's from new york or not from new york but he lives in new york so i figured he would be able to take care of it better than <laughs> yeah. me so he he's like yeah come on those are our seats so um so you know so yeah after all that we settled down and it's fine uh about the movie it's starts off with this guy named Harlan Tornberry, and he invites his family over his mansion for his 85th birthday party, and it's his kids, his grandkids, his housekeeper, and his nurse, and everyone there, but the next day, he dies <laughs> by, by someone murdering him. We don't know. The cops come, and It then, appears suicide because he slits his own throat. Yeah, it, he's... Well, at that time, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It appears to be suicide because he slits his own throat, but um, someone secretly hires a detective to investigate anyways, uh, played by Daniel Craig. Oh, the, the detective is Daniel Craig. Yeah, uh, Mr. Blanc. And then he learns that uh, when he gets there that Mr. Harlan, the older man, has alienated a lot of his family because he uh, is not going to leave anyone anything from his will. He starts off with his son-in-law, uh, Richard, um, for having an affair. He discovered that his daughter-in-law had stolen money from him and double-dipping in the funds. He fired his youngest son, Walter, from his publishing company, and he cut out his lazy-ass grandson, Ransom, out of his will, played by Chris Evan. So that was the night of of the party um, that he was going to tell every uh, that he told everyone. He's basically cutting them off, and then the next day he he appears dead, apparent suicide. 
Um, and we found we find out after the Mr. Blanc uh, starts investigating people that it could be that Martha accidentally mixed up the medication uh, the night before, giving him a really fatal dose of for- uh, morphine. So minutes before he died, he tells Martha that she has to do some specific things in order for her to, you know, not get in trouble or not go to jail for possible, uh, what is that, homicide? or a- Accidental homicide, I would assume. Yeah, so Martha is his uh, live-in nurse, or not live-in nurse, because she doesn't, uh, I think she doesn't. No, she doesn't live there. Yeah, no. Uh, she's played by Anna Diarmas, who she's going to be in the next 007 with Daniel Craig. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of news about her lately, and every time I see her name, I get like a little tinge in my heart. You know, yes. so she gives him strict instructions on how to avoid the suspicion, and he slit his own throat, creating an appearance of suicide, and uh, so he can cover up uh, his death. Uh, the thing is that Martha can't. Uh, lie without vomiting. Uh, that's a big key in, in this whole movie as well in the future. And uh, has tried to, when they realize that the next day the will has to be read, no one gets anything. And everything gets left to Marta, his nurse. And then there's this huge uh, twist of events that happen. So yeah, um... Marta, her name's Marta, right? She she receives a letter from a a blackmailer saying, I know what you did. Very, I know what you did last summer type thing. Uh, so she freaks out and the letter says to meet her at a certain place at a certain time. Uh, and there's this whole thing with uh, Chris Evans' character where he's like... Uh, he wanted to help her. I guess she confesses to him, and he he wanted to help her as long as he gets a cut of the uh, the inheritance. Um, and they drive off, and I went to the bathroom, and you told me that Chris Evans' character got arrested or something, or he got taken away by the cops. Yes, uh, they started. They get that suspicious email to meet them at the, at a certain address. It was the fir- the first thing was a letter. Yeah, and then an email when after- they hooked up, and I noticed it at the time when they hooked up. He's like, they didn't contact you again. She's like, no, not at all. And he's like, did you check your emails? <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, <laughs> that wasn't obvious. Yeah. Uh, so She's the, like, yeah, there is an email. Huh. How weird. I mean. What oh. a coincidence that you just mentioned that and there's an email. So <laughs> she goes and she finds the address with Chris Evans and Daniel Craig's. Well, they go to the to- the toxicology uh, place and they find out that that place is burned down because they realize if they. Uh, yeah, that's after Chris Evans was taken away. So she's just with Daniel Craig for now. No, that's before because that's how Daniel Craig spots Chris Evans and Marta in the car and chases after them. The the place burned down. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh my god, this place uh, burned down! What the fuck!" And then. Uh, Daniel Craig sees them and then chases them. So then that's when you went to the bathroom. And then since Martha has a crappy car, oh, okay. they reached... Because uh, I do remember seeing the 
that part. Okay. Yeah, they they have like this worst, this crappy, crappy car chase that even uh, Lakeith Stanfield's character said this has been the worst car chase ever because they have like they had like a little Honda Fiat against like a Cadillac SUV, and they caught them. And Chris Evans, they take Chris Evans to jail. Or, in, you know, into custody, not to jail. To question him? To question him. And then Daniel Craig tells Martha that she's going to go, that he's going to go with her in her car back to to the house and to please confess everything so he but, can get the story straight. But she still wanted to meet. That suspicious address. So she got, to, got him to stop someplace and she's like, I need to go pick up. Uh, clothes or something. Yeah, yeah, she said that. So she goes into like one store out to the back alley and enters a store. Where she was supposed to meet the the blackmailer. And she enters in and there's a dark figure, you know, in the middle of the room sitting down. And she believes this is whoever has been or whoever is blackmailing her. So she goes up to up to the figure and it turns out to be, uh, I forget the, the character's name, the maid. Fran. Fran. Um, and, but Fran looks dead at first. There's a spider crawling on her face, but she starts to move a little bit. Um, and she had, someone had been there before and dosed her with something. Some morphine. Yeah. So she fell to the ground and she said that, uh, that you did this or I know what you did or something like that. I'm I'm not even sure. Yeah. You did this. So the, um, the the envelope that she was holding the the test results was in was empty. Uh, whoever had had uh, had injected her had stolen that, and Marta had had the uh, you know she could have run off and been okay uh, since the blackmailer was dead, but she decided to help her and dialed nine one one. Correct. And yeah. stayed, which basically implicated her herself in the murder. Yeah. Um. So, I'm trying to remember. So, then they go back to the house because Daniel Craig's character, the detective, says, hey, you have to confess to this family, and then you have to tell them that you're giving the money back. Here's where I thought that that Daniel Craig's, uh, the the detective, kind of faked her out because he's he's on the phone with with the detective, and he's like, uh, ransom, ransom, in the interview with the police, he... He uh, admitted everything. He told he told them everything that you did, and I thought that he was bluffing. So she's like, "It's all true," and she ended up telling him everything. But he actually wasn't bluffing because Ransom did tell implicate her in in this interview. So they end up back at the house, and uh, and right when she gets all the family out. Into the living room because she's gonna confess that yeah she accidentally killed uh, the grandfather and she killed Fran, uh, but when yeah Fran had hidden the uh, the actual results uh, where she hid her pot yes. so there was there was like a, a reference in the beginning of the of the movie that she, this is where she hides her pot just think that this is <laughs> where she. She hides her pot. So when she finds the toxicology report, she doesn't read it. She gives it to Mr. Blanc or Daniel Craig's uh, character, and he reads it. And she's like, guys, I'm I'm about to tell you something. But right when 
when she's about to, uh, Mr. Blanc says, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, come here, come here. This is all not your fault. The toxicology report shows that he was given the correct amount and there was no overdosage of morphine. Um, right. So this is where the clue moment where the detective like figures everything out, like the Tim Curry running around the, the house. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he somehow knows everything. Uh, and he explains it to the audience. He tells the detective to go get one of the family members. Who's it going to be? And the detective pulls in ransom. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Because, you know, sorry for the brain fart. I was thinking uh, that at that moment, I thought it was the state trooper. Yeah, for some reason, I thought it was Meg because I felt like in traditional in traditional um, uh, spy uh, detective type shows, it's shows or movies. It's always like the least the person you least expect. Um, And I felt like they were setting Meg up. Because she was, she was very sympathetic. Meg was one of the daughters who was very close to to Marta. To Marta. Um, so I felt like something might have been going on there, but that was done purposely, obviously. So it would throw me off, and it was the obvious person. Yeah, and all along, I thought it was a state trooper because uh, he was one of the people that was investigating this this crime scene the state trooper from the town was uh, it the 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 one that was obsessed with the author yes that's that, why i thought that it was him that would have been really interesting uh since as he well would study you know uh the grandfather's novels and books and all this stuff i thought that maybe he would be the one to pull this very stunt. interesting another red herring right there but it turned out to be ransom uh yeah it finds out because when uh Marta sees Fran, and Fran is about to die. She says, you did this, you did this. So Marta's thinking she means her, you did this. But in reality, it's Hugh did this. Because Ransom, in the movie, would uh, mention that she he would make all the nurse and all the housekeepers call him by Hugh. Hugh. Huh. And I'm, I kind of missed that part. That might have happened at the very beginning. Yeah, and uh, that's what sh- how she figured it out. And um, so it was explained that, or as the detective explained, and it wasn't confirmed at the time as he was explaining it, that uh, Ransom had uh, found out that Marta was being left left everything in the will, and he figured out that the only way that he could get out of that would be for her to murder um, his his father. I mean, his grandfather, excuse me. Uh, So he switched the morphine vial with another vial. So she would give him the wrong dose of morphine. But he didn't... He didn't factor in that she wouldn't even look at the bottles. Like, she dropped the bottles when it happened, and she didn't look. And by sense memory, she knew that the weight of the morphine and the weight of the other one, whatever that was, was were different. different. So she ended up giving him the right dose of the right medication. So the whole thing never had to happen at all. He would have survived. He would have survived, Had she called the ambulance. 
Yeah. And that's how it was put together. And then the next thing was, how can we confess uh, Ransom that he was the culprit? Yeah, because he's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Uh, that's an interesting scenario, but you can't prove it. You and know, type then thing. he... Uh, Martha gets a a call from the hospital saying that Fran is alive. And that she's told them everything, that Ransom had done everything. And then Ransom's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I did it, and I'm about to do it again. And uh, He grabs a knife from the Game of Thrones looking looking uh, chair, and he, he attacks Martha and stabs her right in the heart. But it was a collapsible knife, so Marta was, was okay. Knife. Thank and goodness. It was, uh, and then Martha vomited uh, on Chris Evan on Ransom. <laughs> because she was lying. Because she was lying. She actually, uh, Fran actually died. And all that was captured in a cell phone recording. Yeah. And that that's how the corporate was revealed. So culprit. there. Culprit. Culprit? Culprit. What did okay. you say? Probably with an O. Culprit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the cops take Ransom out and the whole family follows because everyone is like, OMG, WTF, my grandson, my brother, my son is going to jail. He murdered uh, my my grandfather or he attempted murder my grandfather and he killed our, our housekeeper. What the fuck? And the last scene is the whole Torm- Tornbury family out of the mansion while Marta is looking out uh, out of the balcony of the house at them with a nice cup of coffee and the cup says, my house, my rules. Because mm-hmm. she did keep the, the, the stuff. And she, you know, she said that she would take care of, of Meg, which, which I think... Uh, would, would be okay because in reality, out of that whole entire family, Meg was the least problematic yeah. she was just a girl going to school and she was just worried that you know she won't have her tuition she wasn't like an interested little brat like her uh neo-nazi yeah. cousin. <laughs> it seemed it, and it seemed that jamie lee curtis's character also was was kind of okay with the grandfather he didn't he didn't specifically cut her off that night even though he cut her out of the will she she still has her own she's a self-made yeah person. so she still has money and he he revealed through disappearing ink that her husband was cheating on her and with the prenup you know he, he, he divorces shit. her and he gets shit yeah. exactly so it seems that he knew that she would be okay as well the, um the movie was great it was well paced uh, it's a modern day clue. Uh, I think that you see it with your friends. It's it's a great movie. It's I, I want to say it's one of the great movies of 2019. Wow, yeah, I liked it a lot. It was it was it was it was a fun ride. I hated having to run to the bathroom when I did, but uh, I would have liked to have seen that that car chase. <laughs> it was like <laughs> ran. Someone's like, are you? flooring it and she's like yes uh, it's it's on the floor <laughs> and that 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 and i would have been the one laughing in the back <laughs> like because that sounds hilarious to i me. give how much do you give this how many stars i give it 4.2 4.2 i want to give it 4.2 as well it's a good movie check it out great for the for the adult i liked it family. and it was a nice night out to see uh matt and claire yeah and being with claire is always a cherry on the topping of She's our ice cream bomb. uh claire 
Remember to convince your dad for Halloween Horror Nights next year. Well, we hope Claire isn't listening to the podcast because it can be rated R. But Matt, Matt, we we talked about some some stuff which I wish was edited out last last <laughs> week, Mister <laughs> Editor. Uh, but if Matt's listening, send her down. We'll we'll you know we'll go to Universal. We'll have a good time. Sweet. So, what are the DVDs and movies, uh, or DVDs and music that are out this week? Sweet. Uh, New DVDs out this week. Uh, Angel Has Fallen, which I assume is a sequel to the Olympus Has Fallen movies. London Has Fallen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hotel by the River uh, is out. Where'd You Go is out. Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Where'd You Go, Bernadette is out. Uh, new music, The Flaming Lips, who I really like, with a new album called The Soft The Soft Bulletin. Robbie Williams, who I'm super indifferent about, uh, with a Christmas album called The Christmas Present. And Joe Pesci? I thought the same, yeah. Is that, is that the Joe Pesci? According to Metacritic, I think that's the website where I'm pulling this off. It's Joe Pesci was still singing. Okay, still singing. And also, I'd like to add the uh, Broadway recording of Jagged Little Pill musical that Alanis Morissette, um, based on Alanis Morissette's album, uh, came out on digital and will come out on on CD uh, next week, which I have it on order. Uh, Speaking of music, let's talk a little bit about the Grammys because we kind of, uh, since both of our favorite artists were nominated, we kind of glossed over, and actually, like, our cumulative favorite artist was yeah. also nominated. Vampire Weekend was nominated for Best Rock Album. Best uh, Rock Album. Uh, and Best... Best, uh, alter- no, they were, they, no, they weren't, it was Alternative Album. Okay. So they aren't in competition with the Cranberries. Okay. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they were nominated for Best, uh, they were nominated for Album of the Year, uh, were they? I have to look this up. They were they were they were nominated three times: uh, uh, best alternative album, best rock song for Harmony Hall, and Augustine Augie is going to look it up really fast. Yeah, but in the meantime, we were really happy uh, that they got nominated. We love them so much, and it's such a great album. Uh, we're gonna do well, hell, man! It's the end of the decade. We can do our top albums of the decade, not only year. So yeah, Augustine looked that up. It's only they only got those two, which is still amazing. Um, amazing artist, uh, and I'd like to add Lana Del Rey was nominated. Just saying for uh, for record of the year, and uh, I think was it song of the year for uh, Norman Norman Effing Rockwell. Uh, which isn't even a single, so that's that's crazy. I'll, I never understand how like non-single songs get nominated. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how that works either. But regardless, I remember back in '95 or '96, Joan Osborne was nominated for uh, like a non-single. Uh, was it Ray Charles? Oh, Spiderweb, Spiderwebs, hmm. which I I was kind of shocked about. I never even. I had the album, and, and not that it, it wasn't my favorite song. I guess it was the most unique song on the album, so maybe it's a unique type thing. I don't know. So Vampire Weekend, it's, it's awesome. I really am hoping that they, they win something this year. Such a great, great album that they did. 
Another thing that I want to point out or I want to just talk about is uh, Anna Gasteyer has a new Christmas album called Sugar and Booze that I really like. It's super hilarious. Uh, my favorite song in the album is Secret Santa, and it is also accompanied by the very funny Maya Rudolph. Um, if you love Anna Gasteyer, if you loved her in 90s... Uh, SNL, um, you're gonna love this album. It's she has uh, some some classic uh, Christmas songs that she sings, but she also has some that are done by herself. But it's it's really funny. It's it's very cute. Yeah, I, I really like it. You played a little bit for me, and she has an amazing voice. Oh, she's great. She's uh, great. I follow her on Twitter, and she's hilarious there too. I would yeah, I would like to listen to to more of the album. Uh, it's Christmas time, so it's the time to listen to that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, if you guys get a chance, she has her whole album on Spotify. You can check that out as well. So, six degrees of separation? I'm ready for six degrees, yeah. All right, so I'm going to give you Mila Jovovich and Michael Peña. <laughs> Michael who? Michael Peña. Michael Peña. He, he's the guy in Dora the Explorer, right? Yes. The father... All right, give me a second. <clears throat> Our dog is licking us. Nova, Our, stop it. <laughs> or licking me. Editing out silence. Editing out silence. Okay, I got this. Uh, Mike, wait, wait, which way? Mila Jolovich to Michael Pena? Okay, Mila Jolovich was in Resident Evil with Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez was in uh, Lost with Evangeline Lilly. Uh, Evangeline Lilly was in uh, the Ant-Man films with Michael Pena. Oh, wow. Awesome. There you go. There Ooh. you have it. And our fact of the week, the man who played the lawyer, the attorney in Knives Out, that read the will his name is the famous frank oz and it is his first movie in 20 years that he's actually in it in person and not a voiceover if you don't know who frank oz is he is who is he riz yoda he is yoda correct and that means that that's the fact of the week and you can do whatever you want with it because it's not mine it's Yoda's. <laughs> it's Yoda's. Uh, that's the episode is coming to a close, but you can follow us over at Instagram at Press Play AR for updated content and info of our show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. We love to hear from our devoted listeners, so email us at gopressplay2 at gmail.com. That's gopressplay, the number two, at gmail.com. Any, any funny stories or if you have an opinion about something, let us know. This is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.